Good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Welcome back to The Right Mentality. Today, we have a special guest. Now, I don't want to pronounce your name wrong, so I'm going to let you do it yourself, okay? Yeah, so hi, everybody. My name is India Renee Hunter. Um, I am here in the building today. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> yes, thank you. Now, I could have got that right, but you know, I ain't want to, you know, it's that country slang that I might have said it wrong. But anyway... So we want to welcome you here. We thank you for coming on the show today. Now, good people, we got an episode for you today. Today's episode is birthing mental health. Now, when we talk about birthing mental health, we like to think of bringing children into the world. Uh, Anything that comes into the world has to be birthed, of course. But when we say birthing mental health, now, Miss India, what is it that you do? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm super excited to talk about my work because it's really important work right now, but I am um, a public health uh, professional and a um, social worker. My current title at Healthy Start is the Public Health Project Manager. Um, Healthy Start is an organization that focuses on maternal and child health for those who are not aware of that, but I am also a doula um, and also in the, in the process of becoming a perinatal mental health professional. So okay. all things birth <laughs> is what I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listen, um, you know, I have a daughter. Uh, I was there when she was birthed. Uh, it was, it was an experience. I'm going to tell you that it was an experience. Um, now when you said, what is a, what is a, doula exactly now i googled it but great question (laughs) you tell me like you tell me exactly what a doula is yeah um so there's a a lot of misconceptions about what the doula is um google is a great place to start but um just as a a brief definition for doulas um we are support people. And I say that very generally because doulas do a lot under the sun. Birth doulas in general are women or people. There's a lot of men who are doulas as well, but it's oversaturated with women. <laughs> um, but birth doulas are people who um, assist mom and the family through the birthing process. So um, that could be in a hospital setting, at home setting, birthing centers. Um, we are there to really focus our attention on mom and the family, making sure they're comfortable, okay. making sure that they're straight. Um, we are not medically trained professionals. So that's really like the, the thing to emphasize is that we don't have any medical training, but we are very informed about birth, um, childbirth, complications during childbirth, as well as the mental aspect of childbirth. So that's something that we do as birth doulas, but there are lots of doulas. There's um, doulas who focus on the prenatal period. There are doulas who focus on the postpartum period. There are abortion doulas, bereavement doulas work with women or birthing people who have experienced loss. And so there's a breadth of doulas and doula services that are available. Mm -hmm. Wow. I did not know that was like when I Googled it, it just showed me what a doula is. I didn't know that many elements of a doula. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. let me, you know, let me get you yours. Okay. (laughs) 
like I condole <laughs> thank you, you thank for that you. because I mean just looking at it and I mean of course the birthing process in itself the whole pregnancy in itself is uh, a mental thing like you go through so many emotions so many trials and tribulations through it and like to me as a man um having a daughter I never knew what her mother was going to go through on a daily basis so just you know you you being a doula and having that person there as like uh a backbone so to say if I'm not there if another family member is in there you know they can call on you now when we do look at that so like mental health today as a doula what toll does that have on you because you're not just dealing with you but you're dealing with you another person and another small person also you could be dealing with a whole variety of people as well so how do you deal with that yeah oh that's a really good question um so I would say in general, just speaking from my experience, um, my full-time work with Healthy Start is probably the most stressful <laughs> because a lot of what I do is the research aspect, the data-driven aspect. So I'm constantly seeing these numbers about Black women and our disparities when it comes to the birthing process. So that takes a lot on me yeah. mentally. Um there are days where I'm just like really checked out. Um, and then it also puts this sense of anxiety in me for when I, I don't have any children myself, but I want to be a mom one day. So, so just like having to remind myself that um, it's okay to like go into the birthing process, my birthing experience positively, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's so much data when you're taking in the data or so much knowing that like, Black women are three to four times more likely to die during childbirth. That like sits in the back back of my mind. I did not know that. And I'm like, oh man, when I, yeah, like there's a lot, there's a lot of disparities. Um, And sorry if there's like background noise, my cat is being weird. Oh, you good. (laughs) I'm I'm hoping my dog won't start crying. Nah, you good. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, there's a lot of disparities. Um, So especially when it comes to Black women birthing, um, mortality and morbidity we have higher rates of and so um also think about infants and infant mortality black infants are more likely to die within that first year of life and so so um all of these things compounded definitely takes a toll on my mental health just thinking about my future and also thinking about the mothers and the families that I support Um, um as far as being a doula though I actually feel like being a doula is the one thing that keeps me sane and keeps me going and keeps me passionate about this work because a lot of times, like I said, it gets heavy. This is like really heavy topics. We had our gala yesterday for my job and Tatiana Ali was our um, keynote speaker, Tatiana Ali, the original Ashley Banks, and she shared her birth story and it was just heavy. It was so, so heavy. And just thinking about Serena Williams, Tatiana Ali, Beyonce, like all these women who have money, have access to quality care, but are still experiencing these adverse um, birthing experiences that tells you a lot about what's going on in America and how they view Black women and 
birthing people who are black and just what, what they do to us. But in general, being a doula helps because it allows me to be that change that I want to see in, in the statistics and in the, um, and, and the experience. Cause at the end of the day, yes, being a doula impacts on like a systematic level because I am helping parents have a better birthing experience, but on that interpersonal level, it's just so rewarding when you can lead a family through birth or postpartum. And they tell you like, we stuck to my birth plan. I was very appreciative of you being there and um, just really like honing in on making sure that they have the most positive experience, regardless of where they're birthing and making sure that they feel protected and seen and safe. Those are the things that keep me going. Those are the things that keep me mentally sound and grounded. Um, But to do this work, you definitely have to have some sort of groundedness when it comes to mental, emotional, and spiritual health. So I definitely take time to, yeah, (laughs) definitely take time to uh, decompress. Mm -hmm. I am real big on mindfulness and meditation. I'm real big on journaling and praying and all of those things. So that's kind of how I keep myself stable through all of the, the different mental gymnastics that goes along with doing birth work and being involved in maternal and child health. Wow. That was kind of a long answer, but it's, it's, hey, nah, it's a lot we, to think that's, about. That's what we need. <laughs> they need to hear that. So like, just honestly, just thinking about all those aspects that go into it and how you do it and how you deal with it. But you said, actually being a doula grounds you. That's powerful because I would have thought you would have said like the doula is the hardest thing, but you know, it's, you know, lighter work for you. So like I said, I condole you for that. But now <laughs> let, let me let me let me ask you this question here. Um, being a doula, bringing those awesome beings into this world. The man, the man. Um, so now being in different environments, you got home, hospital, uh, wherever they are. But let's say you're in the home and you're the doula, right? How how do you be in that type of environment? Let's say a hostile environment and you're the doula and the husband, partner, whatever, is causing more mental health issues to the mother. How do you deal with that? Yeah, so um, great question again. Uh, A lot of being a doula is managing personalities. And um, I guess if I was to give advice to somebody who is a doula and they're like, oh, I'm dealing with this situation, what should I do? Um, It's always good to be prepared. And so before even leading into the birth, I like to meet with mom, dad, partner, whoever's going to be there. So we can all be on the same page about the birth plan. So that's always helpful to level set, make sure that we're all trying to achieve the same goal. But with that being said, there are moments where um, I haven't personally experienced this, but I have friends who are doulas who have experienced this, or I've worked with women, not as a doula, but as a mental health professional, as a confidant, I've worked with them who've had adverse experiences with the father of their child. And so, um, 
if I was in that situation in the moment, um, I would definitely have to like be the objective person in the room so yeah. being a doula isn't about my main goal is to make sure that mom or the birthing person is healthy and safe and that the baby is healthy and safe that's my main goal and so knowing that there might be some situations happening in the room that are causing more stress to mom I would have to explicitly articulate that to the father or the partner yeah letting them know like what you're doing right now is just not conducive we need to like really take it down take it back down to one <laughs> <laughs> pull out my I used to work with the youth as well so I've mm. done some youth engagement so you know just okay. bringing it back down to one yeah <laughs> everybody relax um and then just probably pulling dad or partner to the side and just being like hey listen like I understand that you're frustrated a lot of this is about like I said managing personalities and so yeah. always affirming people is good and I'm sure you know this um through your work like mm-hmm. as a social worker we're always taught to have dignity of a person and so regardless of how I feel as long as dad or partner isn't doing anything to physically harm mom I feel like that's a situation that I can properly navigate just through words Mm -hmm. now if it becomes a situation where physical safety is involved then of course we will have to take other precautions and necessary steps but it's it's a lot it's a very like there you know how people say things are black and white yeah birth is gray there is no black and white (laughs) it's gray (laughs) there is no this is this and this is that so just knowing especially when you're working with black people who are having birth and knowing that knowing the statistics and the interactions that black men have with police like you want to factor all of these things in when you're in a situation like this where it's like okay how can I diffuse this situation without having to get law enforcement involved that's number one priority when it comes to dealing with the father but there are situations where especially in hospital settings where security or law enforcement does get involved but I think just as a doula that's kind of why people hire doulas though so I can be that objective person in the room to just say hey listen this isn't working for mom so we don't have to take alternative measures we're going to have to talk about something else. You're not being as supportive as she anticipated you being supportive. Um, we talked about the birth plan. And when we talked about the birth plan, you said you were going to do X, Y, and Z, and you're not doing that. So yeah. I need you to come back down. <laughs> I understand you're frustrated. I understand and you're tired. You might need a break, get some food, step out of the room for a little bit, come back, but I need you to be in the moment. So that's kind of how I would deal with that situation. Um, but again, and there is no black and white way to do things when it comes to birth. It's really just like when you're in that moment, it's like high intensity. And I know like I said that being a doula grounds me, but the work itself is kind of just like boom, 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 boom. You're here. And yeah. You have to be present. You have to be ready for anything to happen, like anything. And yeah. so I kind of am in that mindset where it's like, okay, I was hired to be the calming presence. I was hired to be the objective person. I was hired to make sure that we maintain a safe and comforting environment through this birth. And that's like my ultimate goal. So that's kind of mm. just some, Listen. some, uh, solutions that I can think of. Bring it back down to one, head. bring it down to yeah. one. Like, I now yeah. it, it, it is hard. I would say when you get, when we as people, we, we get in our emotions and feelings, um, trying to talk someone down or 
de-escalated situation. It, it can be hardening in a sense, but you know, you have. I feel like to to have the jobs that we have, to do the work that we do, you have to have that type of backbone when you got to step in and be like, "Hey, listen, um, let's go outside for a second, okay? Let's step in the hallway. Like, let's go to another room and, and chat real quick. You know, I know you're mad with her, him, mm-hmm. whoever, but let's let's just take it down a notch. Let's go outside and let's talk about this." Cause we don't want, you know, I can, I don't want to belittle your frustration, but let's just go somewhere else where we can talk to and, and let this out. Let's let it outside. So I, I feel like we have mm-hmm. to have that type of backbone doing this type of work. But listen, let me send you some roses. Okay. Cause you got a lot going on over there. Let me give you your flowers <laughs> while you here. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm telling you, but thank you. Thank you. Now, one more question. This is this is something serious, okay? One question. Before we get into that, though, I just want to okay. say, I just want to emphasize that okay. from my experience, and I want to make this very clear when people are listening, um, I, I think that from my experience as a doula, from my experience as a Black woman, I think that Black men are so important when it comes to the birthing process. Yes, Lord. And I want to make that very, very, very clear because I know a lot of times... Um, on social media lots of like not just social media but like traditional media there's this narrative that black men aren't supportive of us women and that has not been my personal experience um as an individual but it also hasn't been my experience as a doula every birth that i've attended the father has been present every birth that i've attended the father has not only been present but he has been hands-on he has been like you can you can see the concern on his face of how much he cares about what's happening in the room and so i I just want to make sure we emphasize that like black men are so important when it comes to that there are numerous studies also that show that like when fathers are involved babies do better and so just making sure that we emphasize that because um a lot of times especially when we're talking about maternal child health the focus is on mom obviously (laughs) obviously because she's the one who's giving birth but I definitely want to emphasize that black men are so important um black men and there are a number of black men who lost their spouses or their partners to childbirth and are now leading the charge to really get this conversation off the ground um if you ever get a chance to watch the documentary aftershock it's a great documentary it's um a story of multiple men and families who have lost loved ones to just medical neglect and racism. And it's great. It it was so life-changing documentary, but I just really want to emphasize that because when we have these conversations, I don't want it to be lost in translation that men aren't important in this work. As I stated earlier, there are numerous dads who are now doulas because they had an experience with their partners where they was like, yeah, this wasn't right and I wish I would have known more so now they're going in and being a change that they want to see and there is doulas male doulas who are now saying okay there are a lot of single moms out here who might have the birth alone so let me be that person even if I'm not the the father of the child let me be that doula for her because there's just something about having that masculine presence in the room yeah and whether that be yeah I don't know I could go on for days but I just wanted to (laughs) emphasize that I really wanted to emphasize that importance because especially when it comes to black birth 
it's so, so important that we have these units. It's so, so important that we have these support systems. And if we can do as doulas, as mental health professionals, as human service providers, if we can do our part and keeping these units, these family units together, that is just like monumental because it, it really has a positive impact on the birthing experience in general. So that is absolutely true. We can like, on to the next question now. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cause that, that right. That hit. So like, I would take it back. I mean, I know a lot of people don't see it or whatever, but it, it relates to me as far as um, the Kevin Hart movie. What was it called? Fatherhood or something like that. Fatherhood. Mm-hmm. That. I, hey, I cry. I cried watching that movie because the emotion that he had when his wife died after delivering that baby, like, oh my, I was sitting here like, come on, Tonya, hold on, Tonya, just hold on. But it was so emotional. But the fact that he was there, hands on, holding a hand throughout the whole process, like you said, it is so important. Yes, it is very important that we take care of the mothers and we focus on the mother's mental health and, you know, the baby coming out and all that stuff. But we also have to take into account the dad because, you know, he is just as important as the mother is because mm-hmm. they, they will mm-hmm. be cutting grass today. I swear for goodness. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the dad is just as important because that is, it is always something about a masculine presence in a room in an area that just changes the atmosphere and you look at it and you're like okay like I know when my daughter was growing up and she was at home and I would come home from work and her mother would be like your daughter acting up again and I would just go in the room and just hey like whole attitude change and it is so true yes, like a lot yes. of people don't think a lot of people do not think that is true when a man is involved a child's mind changes any anybody mm-hmm. changes when a man walks in a room and shows that type of authority things change but you know yes yes and I think that in general I'm I'm a daddy's girl and so I always take that into account in everything that I do like I wouldn't be doing this work if it wasn't for my dad and so just really emphasizing that because he always poured into me this need to speak up for myself he always poured into me the need to like really follow my dreams and follow my passions and really just show me what like hard work and dedication looks like um, throughout my life so definitely wanted to emphasize that and while we're on the topic too I think just in general because a lot of times when we do have these conversations a lot of people are like oh well what about the the LGBTQ couples and this isn't to negate their solid foundation at all all, um, because that's also very important but just speaking and from my experience and just speaking from what we observe on like a on a um what's the word on like a field level so like within the maternal and child health field there are benefits to having men and partners involved and it doesn't even necessarily have to be the father of the child but just having a brother a dad yeah Yeah. uncle somebody there that's there to support the birthing person I attended a birth on Monday and the father was there and it was great that he was there because he's got muscle (laughs) biologically men are stronger and so when we needed to move mom up on the bed he was able to grab the pad from under her and just lift it up much easier than I could I could still do it but 
it was great to have him there, have him hands on helping to move her and things like that. So just all around great, like yeah. great experiences. And so it's just really want to emphasize that, but just not, not, not just the importance of like fathers or partners or men in the room, but just a support system in general. Like, yeah. I think that's what I've noticed as far as birthing out outcomes, whether it be during childbirth or after childbirth. What I've noticed is that moms have better outcomes mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, if she has a strong support system. And nine times out of 10, that starts with the dad. And so um, just really wanted to emphasize that for sure. Okay. okay. Oh, hey, shout out to Pops for, <laughs> for giving her, you know, giving her all of that love and ambition. Because I'm doing the same thing for my daughter. Like, it's, it's it just... It, it gives off something and you have to be able to pass it on. Like I can't, I can't hold all of this inside of me and not pass it on because I'm not going to be here forever. So yeah, you know, emphasize that to your children, daughter, son, whoever you got, emphasize it to them. Let them speak out, tell them to chase their goals, their ambitions, their dreams. So now, let me get to this last question real quick. Let me, let me make sure I got it nice and loud so you can hear me. Um, when it comes to postpartum depression, does that transfer over to you as well? Um, it can. It has not, but... Okay. Um, this is also why it's really important for us as doulas, as mental health professionals to really take care of our own mental health. Um, I have a therapist that I see on on a regular basis. I constantly encourage other people to see a therapist on a constant basis because it is really necessary, but you know, that counter-transference, whether it be through mental health counseling or whether it be through doula support is definitely possible that it can happen. Um, I think for me, I haven't had it it occur yet. I think it's more of, I'm definitely a very empathetic person. I'm definitely an empath. And so when I am, um, when I have clients who are going through postpartum depression or any other postpartum mood disorders, um, it weighs on me and the fact that I'm empathetic about it. Yeah. It's not necessarily that it makes me depressed, but it more so makes me sad. And it makes me, um, it makes me sad and it makes me want to do more, but sometimes there isn't more that I can do. Sometimes it becomes greater than my scope and that's when I have to refer out. Um, But that's why it's really important to always be reflective. So when I'm working with clients, I always push into them the idea of being reflective. a lot of my postpartum clients, when I first start working with them, the first thing that we do is a birth assessment. So let's talk about your birth. Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about all the things that you experienced and let's identify if there was any trauma that was associated with it. I had a um, client that I was working with strictly with postpartum support. And when we did her birth assessment, she realized like, yeah, that was pretty traumatic. And she told me like, yeah, nobody, she was like, I I wouldn't have thought about it if you didn't have me reflect on it. And so a lot of what I do with my clients in the postpartum period is have them reflect because that's the way you identify postpartum. I think a lot of times, um, not just with postpartum depression, but um, 
depression in general, people have an idea of what they think it looks like. And so, um, you know, when, when someone uh, commits suicide or attempts to commit suicide, people are like, oh my gosh, they were happy all the time. I never saw this coming. Yeah. Things of that nature. But that's because we're not doing enough to really reflect and have yeah. those conversations, right? So mom could be doing great. Mom could be saying, oh, Oh, um, a lot of times too, people think because mom is happy with baby, mom is happy. And that's not necessarily the case. So you'll see on moms posting their baby on social media nonstop. Like, oh my gosh, my baby just hit one month. My baby just hit two months. My baby is opening their eyes. Just very proud about being a mom and being a baby. But then in their minds, they're actually going through a lot of turmoil in terms of postpartum mood disorders. And you would never know because no one has asked those questions. And so I always try to emphasize the need to be reflective with my clients. And then also the need to be reflective with myself. When I leave um, supporting in the postpartum period, every night, like after a shift, I'm just like, okay, let me sit down and journal and make sure that I'm good. Because there are times where it's like, dang, I'm really internalizing this conversation or I'm really internalizing what happened. Yeah. And I have to level set. And so um, that's kind of how I, I deal with that. I wouldn't say that I've necessarily experienced counter-transference from my clients yet, but I know it's possible, especially how empathetic I am. And that's why it's so important to really have that piece available too, to be reflective, to really be mindful of how much I'm pouring into it and how much I'm getting out of it and how it's affecting my mood. If I wake up the next day and I don't feel like doing nothing, that's a problem. If I leave the house and I'm like exhausted, of course it's work. But if I'm exhausted in a way that is like mentally taxing, that's a problem. Um, And so, and like I I said at the beginning, like being a doula really just um, grounds me. It centers me in my work. It keeps me going. And so if I ever feel like there's a moment where it's like, okay, that's no longer happening for me. I'm feeling real burnt out. I'm feeling real um, out of it. I think that's when I'll have to step back and say, you know, this situation isn't conducive to my mental health. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Y'all heard her. You heard what she said. Listen, let me, let me, let me, give you one more. Okay. One more. Listen, yeah. I appreciate you today. All that good information, all this lovely mental health, the doula, the job that you do. And we appreciate you for coming on the show. Now, where can these good people find you? Because I know some pregnant people out here, they might need you wherever you at, or they might just need some information from you. So where can they find you at? Yes. Um, so I'm located in Pittsburgh, just so people can know Pittsburgh PA. Um, so if anybody's in the area, you can look me up on social media. I do not have a website just yet that is in the works. Um, so once I get my LLC together and my website up that'll be up but right now you can find me on social media i'm on instagram and twitter at india underscore renee underscore um renee is spelled r-e-n-a-e i know sometimes they spell it differently but india like the country and then renee r-e-n-a-e with two underscores separate in the name so hopefully that's clear (laughs) i hope people can understand what i just said Sure. If not, I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the bio and y'all know where to find that. Okay. Hey, good people. Y'all heard her. 
We appreciate you for coming on again today. Always remember good people keep the right mentality.